Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, um, LSU defeats Missouri 49-39 to in a game that had a lot of twists, a lot of turns, uh, drama, and after all of that, LSU gets the win and improves to three and one in conference play and four and two on the year. How are we feeling? That's a dub. That's a That's dub. A dub. You got to believe Brian Kelly when Brian. You may not believe his injury reports when he lists people as questionable or doubtful, and then people play or don't. But do believe him when he tells you things in the off season like our secondary is our weakness. I don't know what we have there. And then when he says things like after the lost Ole Miss, after the lost FSU, after a close call to Arkansas, that this is a week-to-week battle. You just went on the road, beat a 5-0 and team that's in the SEC, in the top 25, that has a potent passing offense and entered the game with the leading above the leak, above Brian Thomas, LSU's receivers, Luther Burden led the country in receiving. He obviously did have a massive game, 149 yards, no touchdowns. But you knew you were going up against that, and you won. So this is a celebration. This is a celebration podcast, Matty B. This is a week-to-week effort for this LSU team. You went up and dropped nearly 50 and got a dub, and we're about to talk about it. Oh, and your defense, yes, gave up 39, but boy, did they not come up with some stops. and. That's all LSU fans have asked. I don't want to hear any complaining right now about a defense. No defense is going to change completely one week to the next. LSU fans said, give us a couple of stops. LSU's defense did just that. Yep. Uh, After starting the game, Missouri, three straight touchdowns to start. It looked like it was going to be more of the same. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was (laughs) felt felt like it was going to be a long one. Exactly. Um, And then – I don't want to say they locked in because, you know, Missouri still got some yards, but for the most part, from that point on, they scored 17 points uh, from the last or the last Missouri touchdown after on those three straight touchdowns was, uh, what was it? Three, no, 1047 left in the second quarter. So from that point on, they scored 17 points the rest of the game. That includes two interceptions. That includes um, two punts, two missed field goals, uh, all of those things. Again, it wasn't a perfect game by the defense out even after those three touchdowns, but it, they did enough. They did everything we asked and they got enough stops, held them to 39 points. Like that's literally the bar right now is to hold teams to less than 40 because this offense is so good. It will win the game if you hold a team to less than 40 points. We've got some excited dogs over here. I believe that uh, the mailman's here. I'll um I'll take it I'll take it until uh, they they you know calm and, down. They're excited. Bit. They they saw a big game today. All right, maybe they're being well. They're they're still talking. All right, they're good now. I think maybe maybe not. Maddie B, take it for a minute. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, let, let's start with 
that let's start with the offense obviously Jaden daniels 15 of 21 passing 259 uh yards three touchdowns no picks Jaden daniels is where you start when talking about this defense uh, or i'm sorry about this offense and he is his toughness his accuracy his poise his legs all of the above make him one of the best players in the country like bar none he is playing at a Heisman level. Whether he's going to get the recognition for it or not, I don't know. But in a game where Missouri looked like they were content letting LSU run the ball, which it did, LSU ran the ball with Logan Diggs 24 times, and Jaden Daniels rushed it 15 times, a lot of those being designed runs. Jaden Daniels continuously made something out of nothing, continuously fought through pain, fought through a bruised rib, which I don't know how you throw the ball with a bruised rib, considering how much you have to turn your body and contort. And then he continued to run the ball after getting injured and just it was fought through everything and delivered this team with touchdown after touchdown. Jaden Daniels, I mean, he's been sensational this entire year, but this was truly a special performance. If you didn't watch the game, I don't know how to explain it to you other than like in, I tried to explain it in a tweet form uh, with the x-rays came back on Jaden's rib injury and everyone, if you're familiar with meme culture, uh, the x-ray of the rib cage that has nothing but pit bulls in it, straight dog. If you're even deeper, maybe into the Reddit side of things or you're more old school, it, it was the Greg Jennings video game broken leg running down the field. I put the team on yep. my back, yo. Uh, Gumby, uh, if you know what I'm referencing, uh, because I'm deep into every level of pop culture here, but this was knocked out. Like, let's not undersell this, Maddie B. Knocked out of the game on a late hit, which it was so back and forth there that, like, they're at the goal line. He gets a they were bad snapping galore because Charles Turner got hurt, and then they got Marlon Martinez into the game and eventually finished with DJ Chester, a true freshman at center. Yep. They're dealing with all this. He takes one around, kind of almost, if I remember, kind of a busted play in a way. He takes it around in, scores. They call Pimpton for holding, true yeah. freshman. They had all the tight ends in. Bang, bang, play. The refs were terrible on both sides. I have no clue what the referees were doing today. Weird. They call a hold in this spot. Jaden crosses into the end zone. He knows nobody's tackling him. So he just stands there, and within a second, it's bang. He's drilled in the back. He's out of the game. Nussmeier is in. Now you're backed up. They could have had what should have been a flag on Jaden Dan- or a flag on a late hit there on Jaden Daniels. Yep. Would have been negating penalties. You would have been back at the one. Instead, Nussmeier is in the game. You're way backed up. You've got another bad snap now. Ramos comes in. He'd been very good. He misses a field goal that went right over the top of the bar of the upright. And now all of a sudden you felt like, whoa, we just took the game. And now we've missed the field goal, and it feels like Jaden's hurt. Missouri's yep. going to run away with this. And that's why I say don't undersell it, because here comes Jaden Daniels for those next two drives, and it was straight-up gritty. Him running it, him ripping dimes to Malik Neighbors on that one across the middle, hit him for a touchdown on another. It was one of the better performances on my calculator. That's what it was. Uh, I don't know. People can do the math. 259 and 130. Uh, is 359, 389, 389 and four. Yeah. He put the team on his back again. Yeah. And, and remember in the first half they did, and we can touch on this 
briefly or however much you want. In the first half, they were very content to run it. They were Logan Diggsing this game to death. Daniels only had eight attempts. So in the second half, injured in the fourth quarter, he steps up and gets you two touchdowns. Unbelievable performance uh, yeah. by the best player on LSU's team. And Matty B, I think we can make a case one of the best players in college football right now. A- absolutely. Um, again, the two losses will, at least for the moment, void him of most Heisman discussions. But in a, in a college football landscape where there's not a dominant team, there's not one team that you're like, oh, that's a 15-0 football team. I mean, if you they if LSU ends the year ten and two or even nine and three, and Jaden Daniels is, you know, leading the country in passing or you know has the most combined yards, like that is Heisman level play. And even if he doesn't get the Heisman, that is a Heisman level performance. What he just did there, and I don't say that as that just being a great performance. That is an all time performance from Jaden Daniels right there. So a credit to him, like you said, Logan Diggs, twenty four carries, one hundred thirty four yards. Right when we you know, think last week and the week before, it's like, man, Logan Diggs, man, 20 carries, he's doing all this stuff. He continues to get more workload and does more with that and continues to be efficient with almost six yards per carry. Like, he just finds ways to get gritty yards and get first downs, and it's massively important to this team. And credit to the offensive line. I think the run blocking from the offensive line has been very good this year. I don't give them enough credit. But, uh, yeah, Diggs offensive line the run game in general obviously jane daniels included uh that is a really really elite run game when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply it's I'm trying to pull up the tweet I had. You, you talked about increasing workload. Here's what he's done in SEC play. Logan Diggs transfer from Notre Dame. Remember a year ago, Maddie B, this team could throw the ball. Like, and people got mad it wasn't the deep game, but Jaden was efficient. They moved yeah. it. They just couldn't run it if it wasn't Jaden. You take Logan Diggs, and before the season, I said, and I won't, I won't I'm not gonna lump you into this. I can't remember exactly what you said. I said this will be a running back by committee again for the mm-hmm. second year in a row. It's going to be Josh Williams. It's going to be Emery. It's going to be some Kane, and it's going to be what Diggs can do. I could not have been more wrong. Here's your SEC play for Logan Diggs. In order, State, 12 touches, 71 yards. The next week, Arkansas, 15 touches, 100. The next week, Ole Miss, 21 touches, 123 and two touchdowns. This week, Missouri, we say they leaned on him. 24 touches, 134 yards, one touchdown. I'm combining his catches and rushes, obviously. It all counts the same. So every week, as you said, he has gotten more of a workload and the production goes up. And when you talk about one of the best passing offenses in college football, which LSU has, you throw in that element. Not even the element that Jaden Daniels is the best dual threat quarterback in America. He's already going to beat you. But you have a running back that goes for 100 a game. Like we... We were taking all betters that Jaden would lead this team in rushing. He did not entering the week. It was not by many yards, and he doesn't leaving the week. So kudos, again, to Logan Diggs for stepping up. It's very easy, and we should be talking about Jaden Daniels. We should be talking about 
Malik and Brian Thomas and what they've done for this team. We should be talking about the O-line. But shout out Logan Diggs for just getting in there and taking over as the guy. Louisiana running backs. Am I right? Louisiana running backs. You are right. Louisiana receivers and running backs. Yep. Don't sleep um, on them. Yeah. Um, okay, I, well, let's let's talk about this. First half, your thoughts on just how it unfolded because it felt down what? It was 25 to 17 at half. That's eight. It felt like down eight at half was a massive win when Missouri came out and scored three straight touchdowns very easily on the first three drives of the game. And you had those sequences of events, Matty B, right before half that led to you cutting it to just eight points. Yeah, that was uh, LSU comes out, gets two three and outs out of the first three possessions, um, ends up getting a field goal, a long field goal from Bramblett um, to put him at 10 and then gets the, the t- touchdown with two minutes left in the half um, to get to 17. And it was 22 to 17. Everyone was like, okay. If you go to half down five, considering the way Missouri was playing, it felt like a huge win. Even when Missouri got that field goal, which knuckled in, you know, didn't – it was like, okay. Everything hey, felt like no, going in. No hating way. on big boy kickers. That kid's like a D lineman kicker. No hating, no hating. Um, he made up for it eventually for LSU fans, missed a, missed a couple. But regardless, like it felt like everything was going Missouri's way. And to be down eight – if you knew that the first possession of the second half was kind of going to decide this game in a lot of ways, and Missouri worked its way down the field, went 48 yards in nine plays, ends up taking a field goal and misses. And from that point on, I felt like LSU was in the driver's seat. From then on, it was like LSU's offense is continuing to roll. The defense made enough plays. We'll talk about the defense a good amount as well. But, um, yeah, that's kind of when it turned for me was when they missed the field goal. And then I believe LSU went right back down and um, scored and continued to kind of chip away as the game went on. Like that, the offense was never a question for me. They were just going to score every time they got the ball. The question was, can the defense get enough stops? Yeah, and that's what, again, the offense today, even with a different approach and even by running the ball heavily in the first half, trying to negate or trying to minimize, I should say, maybe how many offensive possessions Missouri had or just knowing Missouri was going to defend the pass and that they could take what they could uh, if they weren't stacking the box. Being down eight at half was great. I tweeted this out at halftime. I said it on the board. Matt House was just so great last year at halftime adjustments. And we haven't seen it come through yet this year. And it was like, when will that happen? And they come out of it in the second half. Again, first half, touchdown, 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 then a huge pick. Uh, then field goal, as you noted, as time expired. Missouri comes out in the third quarter, missed a field goal, punted, scored a touchdown at the end of the third quarter, came out in the fourth, punted, scored another touchdown. Obviously, that's when things got tied again. Yep. And then LSU finish out, finishes out the game, turnover on downs, pick, and then Missouri tried a field goal at the very end just to see if they could do anything to get up some points, get an onside kick, throw a Hail yeah. Mary. But it was, they were out of time. LSU buried him with a pick six to go up by 10. That is the second half you need to have. And this is, look, I'm going to read you. I'm going to be very honest here. It was another for the second week in a row. The two teams go for a thousand yards plus. Yes, Missouri scored 500 or uh, had 500 plus total yards. Yes, they passed for five yards short of 400 yards on you. Yes, they scored three straight times coming out of uh, in the game on the first three possessions. 
But this progress, Maddie B, in my opinion, has to be has to be viewed in a linear sense. Any progress, any stops are good. That is progress for this LSU defense. Because you can look a week ago or the week prior against Arkansas, there were no stops. Like the offense was just going to have to outscore them. They actually came up with stops. They came up with turnovers. They came up with big plays. I don't know if you want to go into the details or wait for film review, but even Brian Kelly said after the game that he thought that they finally settled into that zone defense in the second half and that that was a difference after playing a good bit of man in the first half. Yeah, I do think the the zone stuff, and I can't get too deep, but yeah, the the zone seemed to click a little bit. Um, There were... I am not coming around on this defense being good, obviously. I'm not even coming around on them being uh, sufficient uh, to beat Alabama or beat AM at this point. They need to continue to improve. They need to be better. But this was enough to get a win that this team desperately needed. And I wrote about it in the post game in my reactions. Like my big picture takeaway from this game was the resiliency of the defense, specifically, but of the entire team. Last year, you knew what this team uh, you knew this team could buckle down and get stops when it needed to it wasn't perfect it was up and down sure they weren't deep but with the experience in the secondary that we talked about at length throughout the week greg brooks makai Gardner, jerk bernard converse go down the list with the experience of that team there was a built-in resilience that we saw from game one against florida state uh, two years ago like that we saw that day in day out this year, we hadn't seen that. Florida State punches them in the face to start the second half. They never recovered. Ole Miss continuously punched them in the face. Defense never recovered. Like, we hadn't seen that resilience, that resistance from a team that, as much as fans, and I I, I can understand why, you know, people get annoyed by Brian Kelly saying it's a young defense and stuff like that. It's like, okay, it's young, but is it really that young? It is an inexperienced defense, bottom line. And... Just because you have Major Burns and Andre Sam out there don't doesn't make it a an experienced unit there. They had to learn how to be resilient. They had to learn how to overcome adversity. And I think this was a massive step forward in that department. So that's my big, big takeaway. I still don't think it's a great defense, but this was a really good sign moving forward into the back half of the year. Of course, um, not perfect at all, as I noted, but just get some stops. Uh, Harold Perkins pick massive in the first half he's um, incredible to stop the bleeding uh he had a breakout game we're going to talk about our uh, revisiting the game balls here uh in a bit but that was massive um i'll also go through my uh kind of doing a new story this week but i'll give everyone a little tease and, and you and i can talk about it maddie b of the five plays that i thought won the game for lsu um but anything else uh quickly before we uh we hit a, an ad break on the first half or general thoughts uh, because really the drama comes in the second half in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, LSU had those drops too. They had the holding penalties. Like it, it really felt like a game. LSU was not <laughs> in a position to win referee. Missouri had like, some drops too. It was, ill. yeah, it was, it was very much a choppy game that felt like LSU was not comfortable at times, but that's what happens. I mean, when you have, Jane Daniels and like the talent that this team has, you can kind of just will yourself to win sometimes. So that's um, really good. And a uh, shout out to Luther Burden from Missouri, man. That guy is a stud. So huh. uh, no a, touchdowns. Uh, no but touchdowns. Boy, he put up uh, 150 plus, uh, which even some people this week, Maddie B, were uh, 
of the degenerate folks who are out there trying to gamble on the game uh, were saying that the highest they were offering uh, for receiving yards was 150 plus on burden and they were very tempted to take it. He hit it. So congrats to those people. Uh, look, as we do each week, my perfect franchise sponsors our uh, reaction podcast. Andy Ludicky uh, and the folks there are great. Andy runs pretty much everything from top to bottom uh, in terms of interacting with customers. And it is exactly what you think it is. Uh, Andy's been in the franchise business uh, for decades. And his message to us is pass the word along being a franchisee or being involved in a franchise at any level, uh, even as a small partner, much easier than people think. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Is it just a side hustle you're looking to look for with your current job? Um, it's diversifying. It's building wealth. Do you want to leave a legacy to your kids? Do you want to set your kids up uh, with getting into a potential franchise? All of that and more Andy's here for. He can help. He's a franchise consultant. Like I said, he has been for decades. Here's the best part. Everything with his services are free when it comes to reaching out asking questions and getting the rundown on just what you might be interested in or what road you could go down. So hit up Andy. It's very easy. Andy, A-N-D-Y at myperfectfranchise.net. You can call him at 404-973-9901 uh, or visit myperfectfranchise.net. So shout out to Andy. Again, we've already had a number of people reach out to him, just asking questions, a number of people who are involved already and franchises have reached out to talk about their experience and where maybe they can improve some things. So give Andy a call again, Andy Ludicky at 404-973-9901 um, or at Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Shoot him an email or visit the website. Um, so appreciate all they do for us and uh, all of the LSU supporters uh, and fans out there who are showing him love uh, and reaching out. So with that being said, Matty B, I want to do a couple of things here. I want to revisit our game balls, but I also want to revisit and try to give people a glimpse here of what I consider to be the biggest plays of the game. So let's start off with this. And I really think that the majority of them happened late in the game, in the second half, however you want to put it. Uh, but I'll start it off. LSU had been running, 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 and we were in the live thread on the board. If you're not a member of the Bengal Tiger, it's $1 to join uh, for a month. And the live threads alone are worth it. LSU fans are in there popping off play-by-play -play reaction. And everyone said, we've been setting them up on the run, setting them up, pop a pass here. They give one run to Logan Diggs, I believe it was. And they bring Malik Neighbors over. Fake the little like we're going this way, um, kind of play action even style, and then just boomed him, uh, Brian Thomas deep. I believe it went for 42 yards, yep. and that gave LSU its first lead of the day. That came with, let's see, six minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, mm -hmm. LSU goes up 27-25. Yeah. Massive, massive, massive moment. I thought – that could be argued as maybe the biggest moment because it felt like if they didn't get that, Missouri could start taking off. And that's what I was talking about. Like when, when the game started swinging and then when Jay and Daniels hit that pass and the offense just, that's when you knew the offense was comfortable. That's when you knew Missouri, like you said, has started playing the run considerably more at this point when Logan Diggs and Jay and Daniels were gashing them. So that, that was a huge play. And uh, it's always good to see Brian Thomas continue to build that uh, lead he has on the nation in uh, receiving touchdowns. What is he up to now? Nine? 
Uh, yeah, he came in, came in with eight. So if he had one today, that'd be nine. Uh, take me through this. Uh, this would be the, uh, I'm going through five of them. That's one. Third and three, 35-yard run by Jaden Daniels with less than eight minutes to play comes off of when he was put back into the game with a rib injury and had to start at his own eight-yard line with a backup center that had just then been get hit with a holding call, and it felt like, man, right when they could grab some momentum, it shot. And, like, that that drive... I, you're talking about the touchdown uh, run, right? Or you're talking about the first one? Because he had two no, runs that drive that were correct. Massive. This is the Daniels rushing touchdown that came from third and three from 35 okay, yeah. yards out. Uh, he also did hit neighbors on a huge play on that drive. Yeah, and he picked he had, up the first down with his legs. Exactly. That's how. So he gets the first down. I think it was on a third down with his legs first, and then he gets Malik, yep. and then he runs it in. Like it was the ultimate Jaden Daniels drive, and I couldn't believe how much designed run which. Um, I think that was a design run, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or was that a? It was. I think it was. I think it was. Like, regardless, I couldn't remember. I couldn't believe how much design running they were doing with Jaden Daniels after he just injured his ribs. And I understand you tell a guy to you know, get down and stuff, but if he takes one more shot, that is serious pain. You're not coming back from that. So he was looking to run. The coaches were looking to run. Like he was an ultimate competitor there and he that run the touchdown run especially i mean capitalized he got hit as he was as he was falling into the end zone too and he like crawls like forward once he gets in and i'm like this is incredible that was that was that moment where he gets put back in the game and rg3 was on the call and people can love rg3 or hate him for uh his color commentary but as a former quarterback who's obviously been through it all and injuries and he said look a rib injury like this, you wince when you walk, let alone if you're torquing to throw the football or if you're trying to take off. And as he's saying these things, Daniels picks up that third down from the shadows of LSU's own goal line. He rips maybe his best pass of the day on that route to Malik Neighbors across the middle, just hit him in stride. And then he has that 30, uh, whatever it was, 35-yard run uh, on third and three to get the touchdown. That put LSU back ahead 35-32, just massive. Then you come around to the next time around, and it almost felt like the same sequence again. You knew Jaden was hurt. He goes out there, rips off a run, uh, what, 31 yards on third and five? As And we're under four minutes now, Matty B. It is crunch time. He rips off another big third down run, uh, run. this one going for 31. Then he scrambles out to the right side, finds a wide open Malik Neighbors, 29 yards. LSU retakes the lead. What are you thinking in these moments now as, boy, it went from Nussmeyer is in the game to Jaden just came back in with a rib injury and led you to back-to-back, bang-bang, huge touchdown drives. Yeah, this is where I wasn't sure of the rhythm, the offense. Um, Obviously, I think the offensive line deserves a lot of credit, again, for what the, the performance it had just in general. I know Marlon Martinez wasn't great. Charles Turner wasn't great. He gets injured. DJ Chester comes in and was fine. Um, th- there were question marks there, but everywhere else I thought it just held up incredibly well. And I'll, you know, go back and look at it with a little bit more depth, but that set the tone. And then J- Daniels running just opens up the game. I, for a quarterback to rush for 130 yards the way that he did, I just was, Floored, absolutely floored. 
play number four here, and this is where we switch it over to how LSU, beyond the offense. The offense wins them the game because they score 49, but these are the two plays that win it on defense. And what was such a, again, if you didn't watch the game, it was so, like the referees were involved. Everyone was getting flagged. This dumb, if you clap on defense and the other team uses a clap for their cadence on counts, you're getting flagged. I've watched college football all year. I may have seen that called once. It got called like four times in this game or something on both teams. And honestly, I thought on both times it looked like the defensive guy, like Sage and them were trying to like get guys' attention by hitting and being like, are you in the right spot or just get them pumped up? It didn't look like they were trying to fake a snap count on them. Hate that rule. But Missouri immediately after that neighbor's wide open touchdown, LSU goes up by three. They hit Theo Weiss, 25-yard gain. They get to midfield. And clock's ticking, and it's like, okay, well, they're going to at least get three and tie this game, if not score. All of the sudden, after that play, nine-yard gain sets up a second and one. They have a huge play that forces third and one, where Luther Burden, I guess, drops it. Mason Smith broke that pass up, uh, mm-hmm. intended for Luther yeah. Burden. Uh, and then uh, Connor Tolson gets hit with an illegal snap. Uh, Again, like I said, the referees were very involved here. Third and six, and this is where the play comes. Your man that you loved all offseason, Braden Swinson, comes off the edge, gets the strip sack. They end up recovering it, but it puts them at fourth and forever. That really felt like, okay, LSU has a chance to win now. It felt like, I I don't want to speak too uh, hastily, but it felt like the dagger. It felt like the LSU was going to be able to win this game. Now I say that with Missouri clearly having three timeouts left and um, LSU, but I thought LSU might be able to get a first. I just thought there was a lot of ways LSU wins the game. And it was the dagger to a degree because if Missouri converts that first down, then they probably go down at least get three, if not win the game. So yeah, Braden Swinson there. Then they end up going forward on fourth and 35 and uh, <laughs> do not get it. They get 25 I- or so, but yeah, no. I think that that fourth and 35 play for Missouri in the final minutes summed up how LSU fans feel or the emotional roller coaster they've been on this season. Because, for like, if you're a middle of the road defense to an excellent defense, if you've got a Missouri team backed up on their own side of the field at fourth and 35 with the game on the line, you're like, well, unless they hit a Hail Mary, they're not getting this and they're probably not, anyways. Yeah. LSU fans are on the edge of their seat, Maddie B, thinking, all right, can the defense even stop a fourth and 35? I think they got like 33 or 34 yards on that play. They run a hook and ladder, ultimately gets brought down short of the sticks. So, yes, that sequence where Swinson gets that and it leads to the fourth down and forever. Uh, what did you say, fourth and 36? I think it was fourth and uh, 35, yeah, something like that. Fourth and 35 comes up short. So the LSU gets back the ball with a minute and six left. At this point, are you cool with what they do? They just kill the clock. Well, there was a bad snap, too. There was a bad snap. Daniels had to fall off. Or not a bad snap. Yeah, not a bad snap. Or, he or, mishandled it. Yeah, read option. It kind of gets batted out, and they, they end up recovering it. Now, if Missouri gets that ball, then Ooh. that then we start talking like this is not good. Because, honestly, if somebody would have got the ball, they might have been gone. But regardless, um, after the fumble on second down, you had no choice there, really, to, but to run it. So I was fine with that. Um, the first down play, I was fine with running it second down happened third down. You had to do what you do. So I didn't have a problem with it. Um, ideally you would, you know, try to throw to get a first down, but it was a tough spot. I thought maybe it had that 
that play not happen where you get backed up, they might have tried a quick yes. passing play yeah. or a roll. You know, the old rollout with Mason Taylor and Malik right there too, where Daniels yeah. keeps it or dumps it. I think they would have tried something. Regardless, they punt it. Shout out Bramplett. He had already he had had a bad punt in the game, um, but he punts it down. It gets to like the five five yard line. Um, and I'll let you take it home from here. My fifth and final play that won it. Uh, Brady Cook, uh, incomplete to Theo Weiss, and then what I did not see coming, Matty B, a second down that results in what? The Major Burns jumping route to Luther Burden and uh, picking it off and running it home and putting the dagger in the game. Um, Major Burns has been through the ups and the downs this year. He's not been great, but he's um, at the very least communicates well and does some things well, but that was good for him, and uh, yeah, that pick six was really smooth. I thought he read the eyes well, and you know they're going to Luther Burden, and he just kind of baited it a little bit and then jumped it, so good for him. Yeah, and uh, look, good for Major Burns. He's a veteran. He struggled a bit. Uh, in fact, I saw this week's The Path episode for LSU focused on Major and the loss of his father growing up um, as he kind of went through high school, and he's had the long road, you know, Committed to LSU, got dropped, went to Georgia, came back to LSU, has been a multi-year starter, is very close friends with Greg Brooks, who's obviously battling uh, brain cancer right now. And uh, I know that was a, a hell of a moment for Major Burns. Also, shame on all the LSU fans. I, can, I could hear out there screaming when he picked it off, go down, go down, as if even a pick with 10 seconds left or whatever just wouldn't be enough, a 10-point cushion to feel good about winning the game. But yeah, Major gets the pick, uh, and then what, Maddie B? I think they hit one play for about 30 yards, but from there they didn't move it anymore. They got the ball back. Major yeah. scored. There was 28 seconds left. LSU was up by 10, and they get the W. Like I yeah. said, a celebration podcast. Don't worry about them giving up 39 and over 500 yards. Worry that they just left there with their SEC West hopes still intact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, let's yeah. I mean, if we continue with the positives outside of obviously just getting a win, that's four out of six games on the road. Like that is a stretch of games where no, very few teams in the country are playing first uh, four of their first six games on the road. And now the back half, I believe, is five out of six at home, with Alabama being the only road game. That's correct, right? Florida's at home, A&M's at home, and that wild, home. yeah, Auburn, Army, and Georgia State. So. Five out of six at home now. I'm not saying um, you know they're going to run the table and go six and zero, oh, but you look at it, Alabama and AM, While they are very good teams, LSU going to have to play better than this to win those games. They're not unbeatable. So you you do what you can. You try to fix up the defense, but the way this offense is playing, like I said, step off the bus, score forty point points. That's where I'm at with them right now. A and M and Bama will test that, obviously. But even if you get to 30 points on Bama or AM, you have a really, really good chance of winning those games. So they're going to be in every game. But next week, it's Auburn at home. I'm very, very excited for that one because that's where we'll continue to see the defense. And we get to see the defense not play an offense that has an elite quarterback or an elite offensive coordinator or an elite receiver like 
they've gone through a really tough stretch here of playing from Florida State to Arkansas to Ole Miss to to Missouri. Like that's four games of really high level offenses, and now you get to play Auburn to Army, um, and then even if you throw Alabama and A and M in there, I don't think those are elite offenses. So it can you know optimism optimism on the way. I think the biggest thing you just said, too, remember, they were a team that struggled on the road a year ago. It's October 7th. The season, regular season ends in the final days of November. And so two months of football left and you play one road game. Yes, it's Bama, but you play one road game. So you're four and two, you're three and one in SEC play. That bodes well. Um, OK, let's uh, revisit the game balls and we'll wrap some uh, wrap this up with some final thoughts. Uh, offense, I picked Brian Thomas. Brian Thomas finished the game. Uh, with a touchdown, 66 yards, um, caught four of his five targets. As we said, they leaned on the run game a good bit. Uh, Matty B, you picked Jaden Daniels. So congratulations. Hey. You win this one. He was the oh. best player on the field. All right. Uh, no need to revisit that. Daniels was uh, absolutely spectacular. Like we said, four total touchdowns and just put the team on his back. Um, yeah. Defensively, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I, my thinking going into the game was exactly kind of what happened with that. They were just going to need to score 40-something points, and he was going to have to be awesome, and that's what happened. So thank you for that. I feel like I'm accepting an award. You should. Good job. You hit one. Um, defense, I chose Makai Wingo, who used to play for Missouri. He was going home. I'd have to watch the tape. I'm sure he had a fine game. Um, I do know he had three tackles. Uh, the defensive line, I thought overall, played much better. I don't know yeah. if this is the Pete Jenkins effect or not, but <laughs> they were at least getting some a little bit of pressure. Uh, they recorded a couple sacks. Um, like I said, a, a number of quarterback hurries. They had some pass breakups. Um, and even a lot of that commotion uh, probably helps lead to a couple of those interceptions, at least one of them with the Harold Perkins uh, force throw there that he picked off. Uh, but then you had... Whit Weeks. Whit Weeks. Whit Weeks finishes, gets a start, finishes with five tackles. He did have a tackle for loss. I'm not sure. Who are we giving a game? Harold Perkins was the best player on the defense to me. There you go. I agree. Um, Perkins' final line, you'll see it uh, three tackles, but he had a tackle for loss. He had a pick. He had a pass breakup. He had a hurry. It also seemed that it was all timely and that he was around the ball a good bit, um, kind of creating a little bit of havoc. That's what you want to see. So, Harold Perkins gets an odd. We picked him plenty of weeks. We didn't this year. Um, it's okay. We'll we'll get back to it. Oh, yeah. uh, for the first time all year, we went the same person on special teams. We picked Damian Ramos. So do we win this one? Ramos uh, attempted three field goals, hit a 48, hit a 29, missed a 29, uh, but hits all his extra points. Your only other option here is going to be Bramplett. He downed two inside the 20. He did have a 50-yarder, but he also had one. Hey, Caleb Jackson had a 45-yard return. Okay, so we're throwing it. He did. He only had one return for 40. When was that in the game? Second quarter? Off the top of my head? I think it was one of those first ones when Missouri scored three. I think it was one of those. I can check. Let me check. Here, I'll Uh, tell you right now. Um, maybe first second quarter. quarter, second quarter, um, five oh eight. So I think it was after the third Missouri touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. What? Or no, it was after. Oh no, maybe I'm wrong. No, I think it might have been in the third quarter here. Oh, you're right. Let's, yeah, let's search again here. 
Um, no, I'm pretty sure you're right. Man, why are we blanking on this? When was that? I'm trying to see if that led to a touchdown. Well, I'm looking at Missouri 45. There's two possessions that start at the Missouri 45. Oh, but we're looking at LSU. I don't know. Regardless, there was a long kickoff. Okay. All right. Well, are you going to give it to him off of that, or are we going with Ramos? I, I we could we can stick with Ramos, I guess. I'm not I, that, I mean, he did have some big kicks, uh, and he I know did. people didn't want to settle for field goals in that game, but it at yeah. least kept them around. Um, yeah. Obviously, whenever he hit all of those, uh, his field goals came. Um, Two good ones in the second and third, and then he missed that one in the fourth from 29 that obviously um, left it a little bit sticky down the stretch, but all was well because Jaden Daniels bailed him out. Okay, final thoughts here as LSU moves to 4-2 and two on the year. Uh, you're at the midway point of the regular season. You remain ranked, obviously. You remain alive in the SEC West race. You obviously remain alive for a potential spot like at a near six bowl, something like that. Yeah. Um, but Diggs, unbelievable. Daniels, unbelievable. Neighbors, 146 yards. Thomas gets his normal touchdown. Even Mason Taylor got on the board with a tutty this week. The defense, it was what it was, but then again, it wasn't what it had been. They finally got those stops. Um, I don't remember what your final score prediction was. Did you get near it? 41-35. That's so, close. That is close. It would have been 42-39, you know, if not for the pick six, but hey. The overhead, that's all that matters. Final lines, Shay, you and I both got our picks right, so final lines is back. Um, I had 38-31. Uh, uh, Billy had 45-38, so Billy actually is closest there. Billy wins. Uh, you with 41-35. So shout out to Billy for a, uh, a nice pick there. Um, anything else as we close out here, Maddie B? Um, kudos, look, to this defense. They took a lot of hell. Matt House took a lot of hell, all of them this past week. But in the second half, they stepped up. And I don't yeah. care. Again, I want it to be viewed in a linear way. Yes, they still allowed a couple of touchdowns. But LSU's offense is going to score more than a couple of touchdowns and a half. You just need to get some stops, and they did it. Yeah. Under 40. Hold them. Hold teams to under 40, and you win. So there you go. Um, Auburn up next at home. Uh, that'll be a fun game uh, to see. Auburn's kind of an unpredictable team in a bit in 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 some ways. But, yeah, that's all we got. Thank you all for joining us. Um, congratulations to LSU for getting the win for 3-1 yes. um, now in conference play. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday for our Monday mailbag. If you're not already subscribed to the Bengal Tiger, you can um, mailbag podcast. You can submit your questions. You can interact on the board, all that stuff, and get all the scoops for all the recruiting you need. So thank y'all for joining us. We will be back and we'll talk to y'all later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.